You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Hey, it's your boy, Attack Helicopter Penis. That's not bad, actually. That's a good one. <laughs> that's really, that's I, really I like good. that one. There you go. <laughs> and also here with Ben Guytons, also known as The Dude Abides. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, you can find Kinder performing at meatspin.com. <laughs> <laughs> Do not go to meatspin.com. Um, <laughs> this is episode number 151. We are recording on March 20th for release on March 21st. Once again, really uh, recording a day late. Sorry about that, especially because we were not able to stream this week, so very sorry to our Twitch subscribers and those who normally join us on the stream live. Um, I forgot that we had actually at the time we we're going to start streaming. We have another show that actually streams during that time slot. So sorry about that. If I told you we were going to stream on Wednesday and we actually did not, that is my fault. My apologies. I'll figure out a way to make it up. Maybe do some extra Overwatch streaming this week because nothing big is happening, right? Like I mean, nothing's happening. This weekend in Overwatch, no big deal, you know. So, haha, that's a joke <laughs> for, for those who, <laughs> who don't know. Anyway, Overwatch League was it like stage one uh, finals this week? So, stage one playoffs, yeah. Stage one playoffs. Sorry, that's how uh, that's how much owl I deal with. But um, yeah, we do still have a show for you today or this week. Uh, obviously, big release. Um, Baptiste is now live on servers available for every uh you know whether you're on pc or console also those patch notes or those uh you know character balance we've been talking about for the past few weeks that is now live but we're still going to go over the list so that you know what's live like what made it and what did not okay so we're going to talk about that and then we also have two community questions that we're going to be answering today and i think we're going to call it a show after that we'll see how it goes uh, but um, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. You know, thanks a lot for checking out Watchpoint Radio, or taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So you know, you know, even when we are talking about the news and esports and you know, competitive. The primary focus is going to be on you guys in the community. So if you enjoy the show and you want to keep up with what's going on with Watchpoint Radio, just follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And you can also join us on Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. We'd love to have you in the Discord to uh, you know join some of our conversation. And as always, I'd like to thank any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for you know checking out Watchpoint Radio again, whether this is your first free listen or 150th free listen. 
We thank you for coming back. We do this show every week because we know people are listening. So thanks a lot. Uh, we do have a new. Uh, actually, it's not even. I'm not even sure if it's a new Twitch subscriber, but I know. Uh, I think Knox No High might be a resub. So if you're resubbing, thank you. Whether you're a new subscriber or resubbing, thank you very much. We really do appreciate that. No new patrons this week. Uh, no community feedback. Like I said, we do have community questions for uh you know a little later in the show so we're just gonna go ahead and hop right into the patch notes then that sound good to you guys yeah all right so obviously first the biggest the biggest patch of them all is a new character finally making into the live servers i gotta be honest i have not played baptiste in two weeks (laughs) like (laughs) I, i played him some on a ptr and i was like this is cool but you know you play it on the ptr unless you're playing with a six stack you're really not going to get a good feel for the character. And it's not just playing the character and seeing how he performs in a, in a real situation. It's also playing against him, right? In real comps. Like, you know, he may not be effective in the, in the shit comps that people put together on the PTR, but when people are really trying to put comps together, how effective can he be? So you just won't know uh, for now. But even now, like, he's in the game, but he is not in competitive. You got to wait a week for that. A whole week. They actually announced that they made a typo, and it's two weeks until comp. Two weeks until comp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was okay. on Twitter the other you're in that. I yeah, I did not hear that. So okay, well, thanks. Yeah. Two weeks until he is in comp, which which makes me happier. Um, yeah, I think, week, but I think a week's too quick to like because not many people are playing him on a PTR, right? So right. you're going to give the whole community one week. Until you just throw comp into disarray because he's going to be auto picked by people wanting to learn him in comp, you know. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the pro- well, the problem is that even though he's in quick play, you're not going to you are going to get some people who actually go play quick play so they can deal with him or, or, or learn about him and stuff like that, which is great. I think more on the console side you'll see that, but I think like a lot on the PC side, you're just going to see people play, staying in comp playing comp and then when he goes live they'll pick him anyway even though they've never played with him you know also that's why they need to bring back the offseason in my opinion there's quite a few reasons but that's a big one is introduction to new characters in the middle of the season exactly introduction to new characters introduction to new maps major like reworks in my opinion should be happening in the Mm -hmm. offseason that's how you don't get a season broken up by bastion being op (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, which happened, you know, quite a few, actually quite a few seasons ago. Feels like it was yesterday. I think it was maybe. season three. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still, yeah, they, we can, we can sit here and just list reason for reason why we should have an off season, but it's not happening. So let's just move on to our, our uh, the rest of the updates. Uh, there have been changes to armor. The developer comments are the damage taken by armor from damage over time effects, such as Widowmaker's Venom Mine and beam weapons like Symmetra's Photon Projector, varied greatly. Now it will be more consistent and predictable. So beam type damage is now reduced by 20% when hitting armor. That is Maze primary fire, Moira's alternate fire, and coalescence. Symmetra's primary fire and sentry turrets, Winston's primary fire, and Zarya's primary fire. All right. Uh, damage over time effects no longer mitigated by armor. And that goes for Anna's primary fire, Ash's dynamite, Hanzo's dragon strike. Uh, Maze Blizzard, Moira's Biotic Orb, 
Widowmaker's Venomine, and Zarya's Graviton Surge. So, um, yeah, I didn't realize that they considered Graviton and Dragon Strike dots, which is damage over time. Because the reason I wouldn't consider those dots is because you active you have to actively be in in those things, right? Like yeah. it's not like Dragon Strike touches you and the damage continues to tick down. It's not like Graviton touches you. Well, actually, if Graviton does touch you, it continues to tick down because you're but you're stuck in it. That's why. Yeah. But especially like Dragon Strike, you move out of the way of Dragon Dragon Strike and yeah, it's it's ticking damage is similar to Zarya's uh, particle cannon, exactly, uh, or Winston's yeah. Tesla cannon. Like that's. That's not damage over time. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not a dot. This is so. two times in a row now where they've talked about releasing and changing things and just use the completely wrong terminology. Right. So yeah, and nerds like us pick up on it. Well, we have to. <laughs> that's, that's our job. That's why we're here. So yeah, that that's a little odd. But either way, that's the the changes. Um, I'm trying to think like because I I did play last night and. Oh no! I really didn't feel the effects of this. I was playing mostly Zarya too. Like I was me and Bob, it was me and Bob. He was running um, Ryan. I was running Zarya most of the time. And I really actually I was kind of kicking ass because because I was high charge a lot, uh, high charge and staying alive thanks to our healers. So yeah, I was like high <laughs> charge, staying alive, putting the bubbles up at the right spot. Um, and I do want to talk about that a little bit, uh, but I'll get into that a little later. And I didn't notice, like, I didn't really notice, like, enemies with armor not dying as fast. Like, it really didn't feel noticeable. Yeah, I mean, if you're high charge, you're burning through it anyway. Yeah, that, that's kind of the thing. So, uh, damage boost. And we talked about this before. Previously, the effects of damage boosting were only accounted for if the damage dealing hero was being boosted as they landed the hit. Now, damage is applied to the projectile as it's fired. This means the damage dealing hero doesn't doesn't need to be boosted when the projectile hits an enemy for the damage boost to be accounted for. Damage boost is now applied when the projectile is fired rather than hit its target. Uh, and the the reason that sticks out in my mind again is because Ash. Like Ash's dynamite, if it's boosted when she throws it, which I mean that's not that difficult to do. There's usually the throw, the hang time, and then the shot. That could be kind of devastating, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Which I didn't understand why they chose to do it the other way around until I thought about that. because we, we, we I'm not, we're not going to get into a deep conversation about it because we talked about it last week actually pretty in depth. But Mercy now can fl- not flick but you know she could uh, bounce between uh various damage dealers and as ash is throwing her dynamite she just needs to damage boost ash as she's throwing the dynamite right uh and then go back to another damage dealer like you know maybe somebody who's dealing like hit scan damage or even like maybe farah or something like that she can go between different damage dealers and help you know multiple damage dealers deal more damage you know so I am curious to see how that works out. I don't expect it to be utilized that well in lower tiers, even though I think if somebody does utilize it in lower tiers, it's going to be very effective because people just won't be expecting it. They probably won't, you know, because even now, like people do watch out for the fire, but they don't watch out for the fire. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's calling out ash dynamite as it's in the air, (laughs) you know? No, I think uh, the nice thing about it is it does add a little layer of uh, 
raising the skill ceiling on Mercy, which everyone's always asking about. Um, so it gives her a bit more, you know, gameplay mechanic to it. If you can toggle it between two DPS characters, I think at the pro level, this will be pretty interesting to see like the higher level mercies, what they can do with it. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. same thing, actually. Um, Mercy is one of those characters that's just like very, very useful at lower tiers and just kind of no longer useful when you get in higher tiers and pros and anything that like that, that, like you said, raises her skill setting a bit and makes her capable of being more effective mm-hmm. um, for somebody that's skilled with the characters. It's a welcome change, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I just want to see how it works out and if it needs to be tweaked at all. You know, I, I it is one of those things I need to really sit back and see how it goes. You know, so now I did feel the effects of this next one, the knockbacks. Knockbacks are now less affected by how the enemy was moving when they were hit. Instead of having small or large knockbacks that depend on chance, knockbacks will feel similar regardless to the enemy's movement leading up to knockback, allowing flying heroes like Mercy and other when using her Valkyrie ability or Diva when using her booster ability to be properly knocked back makes for more fluid, realistic gameplay. Knockback distance is now more consistent. Heroes that are flying can be knocked back and slowed. So I disagree with this and I disagree. I exactly what I thought would happen. It was happening yesterday. Like getting booped by Lucio. Now every boop is like, if you're moving backwards, you know, and I don't like that. First of all, I'm not a big fan of Lucio's knockback in this game, period. I always felt it was a bit too much, even if you're moving forward, right? Um, or even like when Junkrat like hits you with his mind, how far that knocks you back. Uh, just personal opinion, right? But the counterplay to it to a degree is if you see a Lucio trying to boop you, you at least move into him and it will reduce the amount of, of knockback you get. And now that's completely gone. Every knockback is like you're moving backwards. Like you're like so. If you're on um, Hanamura point one, it's actually kind of easy for Lucio to knock you right off, right, and knock you right off the back of that point. Or um, if Lucio does a knockback like on um, Lijiang Tower Night Market, where people come from the side, sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. it's going to be even easier for him because the people are just going to get knocked back even further, even if they're walking into the point. So I don't agree with that. They said it makes for more realistic. I'm like, for me, it'd be more realistic if it followed your movement pattern, right? Like yeah, it's, Diva, it's, it's called inertia team Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, Diva. Like, yeah. <laughs> is literally using rocket boosters to boost her mech forward. And you're telling me this dude's speaker is going to knock it all the way back? Now, they no. did do a... Uh, I remember seeing a video way back. This, this is a tangent, but uh, someone did a video way back uh, about who has the most powerful weapon in Overwatch, and it was Lucio, because the amount of force that it would take to uh, make a sound wave have the impact of a bullet uh, was equivalent to that of a nuclear bomb going off. So every one of those <laughs> do 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 three shots is a <laughs> freaking nuke going off. Right. <laughs> so if he's like literally just nuking you with a fucking sound wave, I can see it. But dude, yeah, I'm not like it reminds me of, like the Incredible. Right? Did you watch the uh, 2006 Incredible Hulk? Not the not the not the Ang Lee one where the dog where they turned the dogs into to the Hulks and then he broke the dog's jar by making a muscle. Not that one. 
The one, <laughs> the one with Edward Norton. Oh. Yeah, the old, the, the, the the original one that they made. Not no, the original, no, that was obviously. A, yeah, the Ang Lee one was the was the first one, and then like a year or two later, they made the good one. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Lou Ferrigno. And they one? had that. What is that? The Lou Ferrigno one. No, no, the I'm, one I'm with kidding. Edward. I said Ed Norton. Oh, uh, I forget uh, the actor's name, but they had those when they were trying to stop the Hulk. They had those those sound wave things that they were trying to like collapse them into. Yeah, yeah. Though that's what Lucio has, but in like handheld gun form, yeah. <laughs> basically. Uh, back to Anthem. Um, I really don't like this change. Uh, I yeah. think, as you said, one of the best counterplays to crowd control is to borrow from a Smash Brothers term, but using your DI, your um, directional input, to counteract the CC. And um, I, I just really do not like the fact that they're uh, going to make everyone get knocked back even further in an already pretty heavy CC game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what makes it annoying. And not to like, mention Lucio's already a, an extremely valuable character in this game. Like He's played at every level very regularly. One of the most played characters, if not the most played character uh, throughout every season uh, all right. put together. And now you're making him even more valuable. I mean, it was it was no problem for high level Lucio players already to get boops and environmentals like that was just kind of a thing. And now it's just even easier for them and makes Lucio more valuable, which I don't see as a positive thing for this game right now. Like it will be impossible to go bridge on Li Zhang at this point impossible right. you can literally walk through ryan's shield and just boop and send the whole team uh-huh. flying with basically little to no risk right I mean, before you at least had to you know go and wall ride around and jump over and boop him from the side but now well, you're just gonna a- walk straight through him and yeah. it just it, it, that's a little that's a little broken to me in a game that the only counter to cc is fortify like right. that's it and i i would agree with this change specifically for Farah's boop but not for lucio's boop yeah, because uh, at least you have to aim that, right? Right, and it's um, on like a yeah, large like, cooldown like, and everything. You mentioned Garden on Li Zhang, and if he wanted to, not even have to walk through the Reinhardt shield, he could just wall ride the other side of the wall, turn around, and boop the team. No, no, no that's what you normally have to do. Like, I, I've sent Kinder a video of me doing that a uh, while back. Right. Um, but, like, now, with this boop, like, I, you, again, you could just walk through his shield and knock everyone back, because it won't matter if they're walking forward. They're just going to go flying. Right. Right. Well, that's I haven't brought this up in a long time, so it's it's ripe for me to bring it up again. But, but we need a hero that helps with anti CC, yeah. or helps with status effects. Like we need that. Like I'm calling for Echo to do that shit, man. Like and they said that. Um, I think uh, I can't remember if it was Jeff Kaplan or the other Jeff that said it, but I think they said that they're really trying to increase the tank heroes and the uh, support. Support heroes. Yeah. We just got another support hero. Maybe the next tank hero will be uh maybe the next hero will be a tank, but probably this year we're gonna get, you know, another another support hero, I think. And we already know that they're working on Echo. We they, they said the hero Echo is not the next hero, right? They also Which, said she's right. not the next one as well. Yeah, she's not the next one. So I think we need a hero that can help with status effects like that. Cause you're right. Arissa is the only one that has an ability. That that's can it. Keep, <laughs> that's it. You know, um, it really just makes it like, you know, if you, if the enemy team is running Lucio, then yeah, you are now confined to one 
route, which is us like you know, it's it's one big choke point as a matter of fact, you know, on, on Garden, and there's still a possibility for you to get knocked back because there's two openings right before you come out. Like a decent Lucio can take advantage of that. So yeah, I'm not a fan of this change. So shall it be said? Like I'm just, it's just, it's just not a fan. So while we're talking CC, I just want to gripe about inconsistency across the board. And I think you think for a while this was consistent. Finally, with two charges going into one another, or two stuns happening simultaneously. Um, but now the Hammond and Ryan interaction, when Hammond is spinning and chart and you charge, I feel like that should be an instant knockdown for both of them. If they do that, yeah, because um, that would eliminate the spin to win annoyance of Hammond stalling just for Wait, no. So you're not catching him, like so. It, when Hammond spins, it knocks your charge because it can happen the other way where you catch the Hammond, and that's my point. It's inconsistent. Right, okay, it yeah. should uh, okay. it it should be consistent across the board one way or the other. But too many yeah. times, it's like you can't really predict what's going to happen until it just happens. I see what you're saying. Like it should catch him most of the time, but to make it more consistent, it does seem like those collisions uh, interactions are always more consistent than the damn charge catches. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be a good thing. Ridiculous charge has its own gravitational pull. Like you can like, I have literally been out of the way of a charge and get pulled sucked into it. The last time I played was with Ja. um, I'm pretty sure. And I was like yelling in the mic. I'm like, I was six feet away. <laughs> like I just got <laughs> sucked in. I'm jumping the other way, and it pulled me in. And just you know, it, it, actually, a lot, here's a lot some, of the charge bothers me. No, I was just saying, charge bothers me as someone who plays way too much Ryan to still bitch about it. It's just it's never been fixed. You know, I'm gonna get back to the patch notes in a second here. But there's something. Maybe it's because I was the one doing it most of the time. But you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Like, has Hammond always sucked you in when he knocks you up? Yes. Yeah. I never noticed that before. And I finally, somebody caught me in a, uh, in a Hammond uh, pile driver and it sucked me in to hit the mines. I never had that happen yeah. before. Uh, that's, an, that's an intended mechanic. Uh, you lay down your mines in the air, then you pile drive into your mines and it brings them closer so your mines get set up before they can get out of the field. Well, I always power drove into the mines to get them in the air so they couldn't run away, which gives the mines more time to come up. Yeah, the same concept, but right. it's yeah. pulling them in even tighter. Right, yeah. No, I never noticed they were getting pulled in. Like I said, most of mm-hmm. I was the person doing it, but I finally got pulled into it, which I'm like, okay, I guess whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, but like I said, back to the patch notes. Um, there was some changes to sound. And the developer comments are, with the addition of Baptiste, we want to make sure that you can tell when your hits are being buffed or nullified, regardless of what hair you're playing. So a new sound plays when you land a hit while damage boosted, and a new sound plays when you land a hit, but it doesn't do any damage. That is specifically for the immortality field. <laughs> you know, so. I'm pretty sure that's the only thing in the game that stops you from doing damage. Right. You know, so. Now, hero updates. Here are the official balance changes for the heroes, all right? Start with Anna. Nano boost has been reduced from 300 to 250. I don't think this was necessary. I, d- I don't think it was necessary. Uh, one, like you, the whole point of like nano boosting somebody is to one, you, you know, you can give them help, but two is to make them hard to kill, you know? So, like, 
you're you're only they're only cutting off fifty health. I think the person still takes half damage. You know, like I don't really see the point in in doing this. I I don't think Nano Boost was was um, was uh, overpowered. You know, not to yeah, mention I don't I don't either. Not to mention, if you know Anna has Nano Boost, you can just if you want to. Just uh, well, actually, it requires that you have an ant on the other team, but you can use anti on that person, and the person—it's almost like a wasted nano boost because that person will not get the healing benefits from it. Now you just got to back up and kill that person, right? Uh, so I don't, know, I, I don't think it's necessary. I'm not going to cry about it, but I'm like, okay, I, I don't really see it being that big of a problem, right? Uh, Doomfist. Cool uh, rising uppercut re- reduced the cooldown reduced from seven to six seconds and seismic or seismic slam cooldown reduced from seven seconds to six seconds and they did that to hopefully make Doomfist feel more fluid when playing. I don't know who they've been playing against, but when I see a decent Doomfist, he looks fluid as fuck already. (laughs) (laughs) I did main Doomfist for a while, and the the last changes made him feel really bad. Like, he just did not feel anything near what he was. Of course, he was overpowered before, but it felt just awful to play him. Uh, I haven't played him since the patch, but Yankee027, who is a GM player, uh, he really likes Doomfist too and from what he says Doomfist is kind of back uh in a good way I know Doomfist being back in a good way is bad for others yeah like, it's not a good thing in my <laughs> opinion no it's not like it's it's one of those characters that's just not fun to play against like if you're a Zenyatta or if you're an Anna like why fucking bother a decent Doomfist will hop in hit you knock you up in the air you know uppercut like it'll slam you uppercut you and then shotgun you and you're dead like that almost before your team can even do anything about it right like i mean you have to have a it is, to say it is after all a game of counters and if a doomfist counters an ana i'm okay with that um, what counters the doomfist doing that to the healers like if he's doing his job if that's all he does he is the most efficient backline killer the most efficient like with a genji you have a chance with a tracer you have a chance you know, with a Doomfist, as long as he's not an idiot, you know, he You're just dead. bides his time. You yes. don't you don't heal his you don't hear his jump. By the time you hear him, he's already landed, you know, and started the process of killing you. Right. And, and then he killed his you ultimate is fast. like kind of the only thing that's kind of ridiculous as far as um, being unavoidable as playing Ana or uh, well, I guess Zan even has his ult to counter it. They uh, the changes they made to his ultimate, I think, made don't they, it's not like it's avoidable, but you can at least survive it and do something to circuit to um keep yourself alive as on at least as Zen, you're kind of fucked, right? Yeah, which you know, you, you know. have your ultimate as counterplay, and like I said, he he kind of counters Ana and and them uh anyway, but uh. I mean, Sombra counters Doomfist. Uh, anything really mobile that can get out of the way, like mobile comps that aren't stuck in one place, uh, counter Doomfist. I mean, he's very counterable. You know, he's, it's not like he's an unstoppable fucking force. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm I a fan of Doomfist. I, li- I like him in the game, and he's a lot of fun to play. And, you know, hate me for it, but I like the dynamic. Right. Well, he completely, like, I mean, like, 
there's almost no reason to play Zen if he's around. Like completely, just like Galway. Like, and what other characters do you have that can do that? Right. Like, for example, Winston counters Genji, but just because like Winston's on the field doesn't mean you can't Genji at all. Right. You just have yeah. to be careful where you are. Just like if they have a Reaper on the field, unless the Reaper is only paying attention to that Winston, you can still Winston if you can get around the Reaper. Right. Depends on the Reaper. You know, if the Reaper is in the back line protecting their healers or protecting their back line, that's a bad idea. But when it comes to like Doomfist, don't like you like when when I when I when I have a Doom when a Doomfist pops out and he's decent, I will say that if he, if Doomfist comes out and he's good, I'm just gonna switch off his end because there's no point in, in playing him at that point. You're gonna be dead all the time. He'll just pick on you over and over and over again, which means that you're not getting your discords out. You're not getting your alt up. You're essentially you're you know you're essentially just a uh, uh, alt battery for Doomfist. Mm-hmm. One thing with the ultimate that I think would actually help Doomfist. Which I don't think is the case because most time when I actually do get hit with the Doomfist ult, I just die. But if they added a knockback to it, that would be helpful, I think, to the healers. And that's the same reason <laughs> that you do the uh, that you you uh, with Winston's jump, right? Yeah. So if they had a knockback that applied to when Doomfist hit the ground, at least as a healer, you could jump and get knocked away further from him so that she, he doesn't just come down, do the damage, look at you and shotgun you in the face, you know, knuckle shotgun, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, in the, in the face, that would be helpful. But yeah, I mean, when Doomfist, like, it's another anti fun character and I'm never a fan of anti fun characters. Like that's why I don't like May. I don't like Bastion. You know, I don't like Doomfist. Um, you know, that's it's just like it just makes your it just makes you miserable, right? Even a good tracer doesn't make me miserable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to to, to play against. So no, no, I've had maybe some it's just a mindset. Miserable. What'd you say? I've had some good tracers make me fucking miserable. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm like having a great time getting killed by a tracer, but I don't feel like super like salty about it, right? Because I know that okay, if I'm getting one clip by a tracer, that's a good fucking tracer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna respect their tracer and I'm gonna I'm gonna switch off. Versus playing a doom where it's like he gets the seismic slam and it's like, well, I'm fucking dead. Can't do anything now. You know, can't do shit. <laughs> you know that I think maybe that's the difference, right? And that's the difference between like other. Uh, flanking characters or backline characters like you know if a genji kills you like he's got to land some shots he's got to get the dash you know you have a chance against a genji uh versus like you know and then like a tracer if you're getting killed by a tracer like their movement's good their aim is good if they're one clipping you their aim is really good but with a doom fist he knocks you into the air you can't move anymore but he knocks you further into the air that's no longer true like huh? the the uppercut, that's the whole reason they changed it and why he was no longer good because you can now move in the air and that's the counterplay is you can shoot him while he's up in the air and immobile. You can't move him and you can't move a, a, enough. I'm mean, like, you can move more, but not to the point where a decent doomfist can't track you with a shotgun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Now, if you're talking about super high level play, you're like, okay, that's a different story because you're talking about people who like Zenyatta's that are making every shot count. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making every single shot count and as are hitting their sleeps, like a, a do in a high in a high level play, a doomfist will probably have to wait for Anna to use her sleep before he engages. Right. But for the rest of us, 
<laughs> like you know that shit is just it's just like anti-fun you know so yeah I'm, I'm not a fan of it am i gonna call for a, a nerf no but i'm just not a fan of it i, I want to see how what how much this affects the game right you know right i and think so. they would good uh, i was gonna say i think they would help out a lot and just what you're talking about if they made him a little louder while he was in the air coming down because then at least you can maybe move away and he misses the slam or doesn't get it all the way. And then there's a little bit of counterplay. And that's not really a big nerf to him. That's probably just an overlooked aspect of it. Um, not to mention. But if they made him like scream like Tarzan when he's flying in the air, it <laughs> would be hilarious. And it would let you know where he's coming from. <laughs> not to uh, mention. Like, Hereby starting a petition to make him say power every time he does it. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention if he... Even if he is louder, right? It doesn't like if you're in the middle of a brawl, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to hear him, right? Like if if it's if if nothing's going on and he's trying to sneak around, it's a different story. Uh, not to mention, but he shouldn't be a sneaking character per se. Um, and they're just I, guttural noises anyway. He's just like, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, there's a few characters I think they should make louder. Like for example, Hanzo. I think Hanzo's footsteps should be louder for sure. Yeah, I, um, actually, I think Doomfist, when he's in the air, should be the guy screaming uh, from the, it is Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, <laughs> that scream is what he should do when he comes in. This is why we need modding uh, tools. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly why we need oh modding tools, yes. Well, then we'd, we'd have to have Ryan as Thomas the Little Tank, uh, tank Engine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on to Hanzo. His uh, sonic arrow detection radius was increased from seven to nine meters. Wasn't that what it was before? Or was it 10 meters? I think, I think it was 10. Okay. So, yeah, it says because of the, the how dense the environment is on some maps, the sonic arrow can feel ineffective in some areas. Increasing sonic arrow's detection radius should make it more effective. They're saying sonic arrow wasn't effective, but little does everybody know, sonic arrow has a heat-seeking tracker on it, and if you just shoot it in the air, you'll definitely hit somebody in the face with it. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times... <laughs> I went to go use Sonic Arrow, and then like I just killed somebody. Like, oh wow, I didn't even know that guy was there. <laughs> I wonder. I yeah, wonder if that arrow actually has a bigger hitbox than the standard arrow. The, uh, from a tree to a sequoia. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a literal SUV. He's shooting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's shooting Reinhardt's. <laughs> yeah, like that. That'd be fun. But okay, so now Sonic Arrow should be a bit better. Uh, so frag launcher, and now we're going to junk right now. Frag launcher impact damage increased from forty to fifty, and rip tire cost increased by ten percent. So remember, they actually had him up to sixty. That was no bueno. So now it's fifty. So that that's what they decided on. Uh, developer comments are: Junkrat is one of the best barrier and tank buses in the game, and this will this change will help him solidify the role. This doesn't change the frag launcher's explosive damage, which remains eighty. The total damage for direct impact is now 130 up from 120 since we increased frag launchers damage output junk rats junk rat builds his ultimate too quickly we are increasing the cost of his ultimate to balance this change with his increased damage uh, dealing capabilities um so yeah i mean he definitely was a like a, a shield cracker right? like you know a, a barrier buster for sure um 
wasn't too bad before, at least in most ranks. I know in higher ranks, the, the barriers just go down like that. You know, they're down instantaneously. But across the board, it wasn't too bad. So I think, you know, I would say, I would say, I, I think barrier heroes are going to run into more trouble now. But when we played last night, we really didn't see a difference. Like, even Bob was playing Ryan, he's like, I really don't see a big difference in the play or how it feels. You know, how it feels, it does include his shield, right? But then again, he is playing Ryan uh, better than most. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of, especially in, like, gold and low platinum, you're going to see a lot of people who just hold their shield up and not move forward or not attack when they need to and stuff like that. So that will, I think those people are going to notice that their shields are just breaking much faster. You know, um, the shields there is not, is, is not there for you to just stand there, folks. It's there to help you move forward. Right. Hold you know, W. So, yeah. Hold W. So one thing I was going to do to Bob um, that I never got to do. I was going to do it for last year's April Fool's. I'm not going to do it to him now. So I'm just that's what I'm talking about it. I was going to have uh, Mel uh, log into his account and <laughs> bind his forward to both W and S. <laughs> 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 so it would have been a good joke but hey we we never made that happen so but I'm not going to do it to him now so Mel, if you're listening. the bag <laughs> uh, but somebody else can feel free to use that somebody else <laughs> <laughs> alright so Lucio amp it up speed boost amplification reduced from 70% to 50% crossfade speed boost effect reduced from 30% to 20% sound wave now counts toward offensive assists and wall ride buff increased from 20% to 40%. So Lucio can get around faster if he wall rides. However, him pushing people into fights is going to be a bit slower. Um, definitely, this is something 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 goats, right? <laughs> this is, this is, a, this is yep. a something something goats situation. <laughs> Kill goats. Um I honestly think it's going to hurt Reinhardt a bit more than they expected because, you know, one of the big things with Reinhardt, like, he he's a slug unless you have a Lucio with you. And it is only a 10% um, decrease, right? So, I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but, you know, your Reinhardt won't be able to move around as much, which I guess maybe is not necessarily terrible because I'm pretty sure they didn't they didn't really intend for Reinhardt to be able to chase you down and just keep swinging at that 75 damage per cleave, you know? Yeah. So, uh, what the developer's saying, the Lucio, the knockback on Lucio Soundwave is a great tool for pushing enemies into situations that, that get them killed. So, they should be rewarded with an offensive assist for doing so. Lucio's ability to increase his teammate's speed was too strong, especially when used on high health, low range heroes. We're decreasing the overall power of Lucio's speed boost, but increasing the speed bonus he gets from wall ride. Also, his mobility isn't impacted too much. So something, something goes, right? McCree. All right. Fan the dam ham a uh, fan the hammer damage reduced. Fan the damn hammer. <laughs> yeah. Fan the hammer. <laughs> damage reduced from fifty-five to fifty. Dead eye damage per second increased from two seventy-five to five fifty after locking onto targets for one point five seconds. Um brutal. Now I actually um 
I in the in the upcoming weeks, I kept fucking up, and for some reason, I kept thinking this was already in the game, and so I just pulled the trigger too fast. I'm like, oh shit, they didn't die, run away, <laughs> just roll backwards, cowboy, <laughs> you know. Um, so, but yeah, so now his his dead eye. That's a, I mean, that's a fucking tank killer right there. You just killed yeah, Zarya. That's an everything killer. Yeah, like I'm trying to think, like Diva, like Roadhog would have to be at full health. Diva, how much health does he have? Diva has like six hundred health, right? Uh, Roadhog has five, I believe. Oh, it's it's five as well. Yeah, like that's 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 everything killer. So it's going to make him more effective. Uh, he says the developer comments says after reducing armor's effectiveness for all heroes, fan the hammer doesn't deal doesn't need to deal quite as much damage. Increasing Deadeye's damage after being locked on for a bit makes it more effective when attacking high health static targets like barriers and heroes with over 250 health. It will now, it will not impact how dangerous this is for heroes under 250 health. Well, yeah, because they were already fucking dying, man. (laughs) But, um, yeah, this is also probably another anti-goats move, you know, you got a you got a team below you, you know, doing their goats thing, and you bust this out. <laughs> it's game over, man. Uh, moving on to May, endothermic blaster primary fire damage increased from two point two five to two point seventy five, forty five to fifty five dam forty five increased to fifty five damage per second. Why? Why? What's wrong? With just making it so that she can freeze people and then having to use her secondary fire to get a goddamn headshot on a target that's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. Like, it, it really doesn't. So, Ice Wall, health, health reduced from 500 to 400. Meh. Okay. Well, let's talk about the first one again. <laughs> you know, the, like, okay, let's see what they said first. Increasing the damage of Maze Primary Fire should make her feel make her freeze and icicle move combination more potent. Making the pillars of Maze Ice Wall easy to destroy means less than less waiting for the wall to disappear on its own and more opportunities to counter it. Really? Like who the fuck is shooting the ice wall? Everybody just waits. Yeah, I just wait for the shit to go down. You guys feel free to tell to disagree with me, but like, yeah, everybody just kind of waits, dude. Like, when the ice wall goes up, I'm just like, (laughs) okay, maybe blew her ice wall. Let's just everybody wait up. Let's heal up. Everybody got your buddy. Okay, let's go. (laughs) You know, kind of a low key bastion buff. It's like if you're running pirate ship and they try to counter you with May, just shoot the wall down. I mean, that's the only situation you could shoot the wall down before. Bastion shits out a hundred damage like it's nothing. I know. I'm just saying it's it's a little faster now. Like that's the only situation I can think of that it would matter. Yeah. So like it's yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little biased. Any buff to man, like fuck it. No, no unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah, in, in all seriousness, though, like making it so that her workflow had to be freeze, shoot, freeze, shoot. Like I don't see what the problem is, especially because she's an excellent duelist. She's probably the best duelist in the game, right? Probably the best duelist in the game. And oh man, I don't know. Maybe you, you want to, would you consider Reaper a better duelist than her now because of all of his changes? I don't know. This is, we're not going to turn this into a duelist competition, but she's one of the best duelists <laughs> in the game. So for most characters, them coming across her, How that's going to be... time does make it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's going to be it, because think about it. She can freeze, shoot, freeze, shoot, and then if her health gets low enough, she ice blocks herself. And then she gets a ton of health back really fast to the point that 
even if the other person is kind of smart, if they don't have like an extra speed buff, right? Like they don't have a soldier run, they're not hammered, so they can't turn into a ball, they can't jump away, they can't boost away. When May comes out of ice block, because she doesn't even have to completely heal herself, she can A, her her range is long enough to still touch you, right? And all she has to do is touch you because that slows you down. And then she starts to freeze you or she can ice, she can ice wall you in and then freeze you and get back to it. You know what I'm saying? Like she already has a ton of stuff in her kit where if she catches you by herself, you're fucked. You know, I don't, I really, I really don't think it was necessary. So Moira, biotic grasp, heal over time duration increased from three to four seconds. Total healing now increased from 50 to 65. Um, basically, they just gave her a bit more healing to help her out a bit. Not going to help you if an Anna anties your team. So, you know, um, <laughs> so Arissa fusion driver movement speed penalty while reduced while uh, movement speed penalty while firing reduced from 50 to 30 percent. <laughs> that is fucking delicious. They it just feels keep good too. Yeah, they just keep so buffing good. my baby. They keep buffing her. And you I don't can know now what, just shoot while you shield while you shield dance. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with her because the last few buffs she had I didn't think were necessary and this is me as an Arista player I'm not gonna say no I'm not gonna say they're too much I don't think they're too much they definitely help out but I, I don't know what their goal is with her like what are they looking for her to be able to do the fact I mean like the fact that she has a static shield in, in her kit in general means she can only do certain things like I don't know are they gonna do they want her to be better on offense? You know, actually, let's see what they say. As a defensive tank, Arissa can have trouble pushing forward with the team. Allowing Arissa to move forward faster while firing should make it easier to apply pressure on the enemy team and use her barrier in productive ways. What? <laughs> it's like, dude, like, okay, fine. Her problem with moving forward with the team wasn't the fact that she slowed down while shooting. Her problem with moving forward with the team is the fact that her barrier is static. If you want her to move faster with the team, they need to give her the ability to cancel her barrier. If you can, if you cancel your barrier, uh, it comes back faster, maybe, or you cancel your barrier if nobody is shooting it. Just like, just like with Torbjorn, right? So if the Torbjorn turret is not shooting anybody or it's not being shot. If you destroy it, it comes back and the cooldown is five seconds. If it is destroyed by somebody else or you destroy it while it's shooting or somebody shooting at it, the cooldown is 10 seconds. Apply this to Orissa. Uh, and this will probably, that would make that buff would have made more sense where if she puts her shield down and okay, well now we need to move forward. Whoop, I'm gonna get it back. Five second cooldown or half the cooldown, eight to four seconds or whatever, you know? I, I kind of see where they're coming me. from, though, because think about whenever you're pushing on offense with Arissa and the team gets a pick or two, like, all right, push up, move on that. Uh, even if you don't have a shield on cooldown, you know, teams pushing up shooting if you have the advantage. Well, with Arissa, you have to stop shooting to keep up with your team, usually. Um, so, having that movement increase kind of helps that situation out where you're like push, like say first point Volskaya they're they falling back the point you're trying to push around. You can no longer keep shooting like everybody else is kind of doing. You just have to stop shooting get into position, then start shooting or, you know, wait for your shield, whatever. 
I don't see the problem with anything you just said for a few reasons. One, she has a huge clip, right? So having to like having to move into a different position gives her a chance to reload, and now she has 150 rounds, right? Two, she's she has a lot of health too. So, you know, it's not like she's in danger of just being melted super fast from a distance or anything like that. Like she's not designed to be to chase people down. You know what I'm saying? She's no, not designed for but that. I think their their line of thinking is just making it easier to push push forward with her, like especially on offense, which would make her more viable. Like this right. quality of life. I mean, if that's the case, then make it so that everybody can do that, right? <laughs> like the, the thing the thing is like Part of her character is that she she's an anchor tank. When she is dug into one spot, she's supposed to be difficult to deal with, difficult to move. You know, that's 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 the deal. But now they're making it so that, you know, okay, well now she can move and shoot too. Like I'm not complaining or anything like that, but it's like that doesn't make any sense. Like she was fine the way she was. I don't don't get me wrong, I don't think she's this is gonna make her overpowered. But it's just, un, in my opinion, it is an unnecessary change that I'm going to enjoy very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're pushing up on a team, like, Reinhardt can move forward at full speed and swing. And Winston can keep moving forward and use his cannon, Tesla cannon. And Zarya can move forward and shoot people. Uh, she still takes the movement penalty, but she can still move forward if there's, like, somebody that got in your face and fucked up real bad. You know, it makes it a little more punishable as a tank if someone steps to you and things like that. That's what you're supposed to use your kit for. You got to use that the uh, what you call it the um, oh my god what's the name of the ability the the gravity uh, the, the mini graviton right that's these are, I'm don't get me wrong I understand what you're saying but as somebody who like plays Arissa it's not that bad to take to deal with somebody who's trying to come through you you're, the problem with Arissa is when a team walks through your shield and comes through you like you know what I'm saying like if a Reinhardt and somebody else comes at you that's a bit of a problem you know but like you know right. just somebody kind of walking in there and unless it's like a mccree or a reaper that's a different story because they're just gonna out- well a reaper will outlive you because of how much health you're giving back to him and you know mccree mr fan the hammer that you know that's that's a different story so i don't know like i said it feels <laughs> like an unnecessary change but i'm gonna enjoy it so thanks um Farah, minimum explosion damage increased from 16.5 16.25 to 20 this chain sets the rocket launches minimum damage back to where it was before as we balance its direct impact and explosive damage in a recent patch so basically they this is not only is this a buff this is like almost a double buff because remember they they buffed her direct damage before but they to offset that they um they nerfed her indirect damage her explosion damage now both her and her explode her explosion damage is the same as it was before and her impact damage is even higher than it was at, the, at that same time so that's i don't know like i when i played farah i didn't have a problem with getting damage man like i didn't I really didn't you know and i think maybe like if you play fire Farah from a high position and they're shooting from a distance, this is going to affect you a lot. Like, you'll probably see way more damage, way more kills. Um, but I generally play, play Farah, like, above the team. Like, that's that's what that's what the GM told me. He said, put 10, 10, 10 meters above them and just shoot them, like, so you don't miss. That was good mm-hmm. advice. You know? That was fucking great advice. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. Reaper. Re- healing received from damage 
from dealing damage reduced from 50% to 40%. A recent change that increased Reaper's healing while he dealt damage is a bit too strong, sometimes making opponents feel like Reaper was unstoppable. Well, fuck yeah. If you were a, a big body character with a large health pool, kiss your ass goodbye. Like, you'd have to have your DPS come and save your ass. <laughs> you know? If they could. You know? So, let's see. Soldier 76. Pulse rifle, damage increased from 19 to 20. Sprint, delay before you can fire after the weapon. Fire after using, oh, fire the weapon after using sprint, reduced from 5, 0.5 to 0.3 seconds. And attack visor can now target Riptire and Immortality Field. This change should potentially allow Soldier 76 to kill an enemy hero one shot sooner, reducing the time between... Reducing the time between when you use sprint and when you can fire should make the ability more fluid and responsive. Giving attack visor the ability to target Junkrat's Riptire and Baptiste Immortality Field Drone is a quality of life improvement since these are both critical targets. So I saw some people using Soldier yesterday and I'm really not noticing the difference. So uh, Sombra, her hack. Cooldown is reduced by half when hacking health packs and change the visual appearance to more clearly indicate that something has been hacked. The big skull sitting above that didn't <laughs> give you a clue? Maybe they need, maybe instead of having red and purple, they need to, like, maybe a green and a purple. A good not green, purple, but red and green, so that you can clearly tell the difference between a, 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 a pack that's somber hack, that your somber hack, and the enemy's somber yeah, hack. Yeah, friendly or yeah. enemy. Exactly. Uh, Symmetra. Photon projector. Primary damage ramps up 20% faster. Please remember that just a few months ago, they ramped that up by 25%. So from the original time they introduced the new Symmetra, we now have a 45% increase in how fast you can jump up levels. Thanks. <laughs> this is another unnecessary change in my opinion. I mean, you both have played with me when we've played when I played Symmetra and I'm not like a God tier Symmetra or anything like that, but getting okay. to level three is not that big of a problem as it is right now. You know, if you're smart about it. If you're playing with the right comp. Now, playing Symmetra by herself will probably be easier. Because right, I always recommend that if you're going to play Sim, you need to play with a tank. You got to play with a tank. You got to play with somebody that is going to draw their attention from you. So that you can do your thing and get up to level three. So, you know. But uh, Torb. Torb, uh, base health increased by 50 armor. Uh, 250 maximum health. And overload. Armor gain reduced from 150 to 100. So he basically has just more regular health now. And he, uh, when you use overload, he's going to still have the same amount of health. All right. They said Torp's survivability was a bit low. I think it was fine, to be honest with you. Like, who, like, if you're yeah, about like, to die, hit overload and then yeah. run away. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> hit overload and press W. He's fucking deadly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I never really had. It's not like when I played Torb, I died a whole fucking lot. Like, especially now with the way you play Torb, like you throw your turret up someplace and you go fuck somebody else, you know, somewhere else, you know? But I don't know what they were saying. Maybe they were saying something to their dad. Who the fuck knows? Almost done, folks. Almost done, Ben, because he is literally falling asleep as we no, are. No, I'm not. This. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm here. Uh huh. 
It just uh-huh. looks the, the the eyelids are heavy. I'll say that, but no. I'm here. <laughs> All right. So Widowmaker Infrasight reveals enemy health bars. So that's good information to have, right? That that's like something I wish they would like to make Somber more helpful when she like when she's on the field and she sees somebody who's uh, what you call what, what's the what's the name of that um ability, passive ability she uh, has? The opportunist. Nice opportunist. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That'd be super helpful. But now, basically, with uh, with Widow's Ultimate, you can see enemy health bars. And uh, now it's also canceled on death. So if a Widow uses it, but then gets picked, it's over. You know, and I do like that change. I do like that change. All right. Um, let's see. Hammond, Adaptive Shield, no longer cancels roll mode. So you can spend the win and... Oh, Pop your shield while you're spinning to win. Have fun with that. <laughs> I like that. I like that change a lot, though. That gives him just such a good quality of life change that when you're trying to just get out of dodge, you don't have to actually stop your momentum to heal up and then get focused and killed because you, you're not moving anymore. So, right. No, no I helpful. feel you. Oh, yeah, I don't mind it. Zarya, particle cannon, alternative fire. Explosion radius change to two meters regardless of energy level. I like that. I like that they they they, they have uh, solidified it. Right, it's going to make it more consistent. I did not like the fit because they just straight up reduced it before. It was like one meter yeah. uh, for low level. I'm like that's way too low, you know. So now it's just re- across the board the same the same size. That is going to be nice. Zenyatta, orb of destruction. That's the bullets he shoots, folks. Orb of destruction. Damage increased from 46 to 48. Orb of Discord. Effect reduced from 30% to 25%. So that now, that means that the target only takes 25% more damage, not 30%. And the developer's saying that Zenyatta's Orb of Discord makes him a nearly irreplaceable support hero on your team. We're reducing its impact for Zenyatta's team, but increasing the potency of the orb of de- destruction to compensate for its lesser effect. Now, I kind of disagree with this mainly because it's not that difficult to kill a Zenyatta. Like to stay alive as a Zen, you it takes a lot of like positioning. You know, uh, being able to keep yourself alive if you get flanked. Like Zenyatta, if he's your second, you know, if he's your off heel. You know, if your plan is to use a Zenyatta and, you know, uh, whittle down somebody's damage, it's not like a given, right? He, he is a, what, he's a 150 health hero. 100 of his health is um, shield. So he gets hacked. You know, no, not oh, hacked, he but gets hacked, he's dead. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, he gets hacked, he's fucked. You know, so, um, yeah, like, I don't really see the 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 problem here like he is a high risk high reward character that makes sense he's a glass cannon i thought he was yeah, yeah i was gonna say he's a glass cannon um i think their mentality of it is just discord with focus fire it people everyone gets deleted so that's i the, think that's the point right no but i mean it's a it's a small tweak it's just a i think it's a nerf to power creep across the board um to yeah. try and make it more you know, in line with where they want the damage at and the time to kill. Yeah, that, right. That's a that's a good point. With all these DPS buffs, they kind of probably have yeah. to nerf that. Yep, yep. 
So that is all the change. That that is what is live on Overwatch now. And that's going to be our patch for a while. I can't imagine them dropping. This is a massive balance patch. This is a massive patch. Match of, massive change. Well, actually, I want I want to say it's a massive change to the game. But like I said, oh. we were playing last night and we we're playing comp, and like I said, that does not include Batiste or Baptiste. But we really, like, I really didn't feel the changes to be honest with you. Uh, so. Except for Lucio, like for a few people, right? For Lu- we felt the Lucio changes for sure. Um, yeah, but we have to give it a few weeks and see how it goes. But we'll uh, we'll name this episode the P is buffed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go ahead and move on. Finally, let's get to our community questions. Let's get to the good stuff here. So our first community question is from Gumby he says, Hey guys. So I have a question regarding the desire to change roles for a season. I'm a fringe gold silver player every season since three. I have been a flex main off healer and main off tank role. And I would consider that my forte but when I am in quick play or arcade, I enjoy DPS. I feel as though I can't play DPS in comp due to my past and what I'm good at. In comp this season, I want to spend some time playing DPS, Sombra in particular, but I want to climb. So I'm wondering, do I just start the next season and play DPS only DPS? Or if I want to climb, do I need to stay with what is most necessary at my rank or have the most experience? Or can I deviate for a season and play DPS and still climb? Because I think we all know that practicing a role in quick play cannot really compare to a competitive environment in such a way as a cooperation and strategy that is necessary and how seriously people take comp versus quick play. Um, so there's a couple things here, right? Uh, let's start with you wanting to play DPS and you know you're not that great of a DPS. I'm not sure you can have it both ways at the same time if you know you're not good at dps but you want to play dps i'm not saying you shouldn't but i really think you should take those games as learning experiences you know and learn and learn the the character and actually let's be honest at your rank between you know gold and silver so high silver low gold your issue is probably mechanics you know Issues probably mechanics, maybe positioning, something like that, you know. Um, so while you learn that, you're probably going to drop a bit, you know. Uh, now, if you just want to climb, then you know your your best bet is to play what you're good at, you know. But then you also do run into the issue of well, what if somebody else picks that, or what if that's not what the team needs. You know, so this is why I think you should, in a, I think in a specific role, like you should pick a role, but in that specific role, you should be able to play multiple characters or at least try to play multiple characters and that kind of resolve that situation. But as you're getting to that point, the, the, I think the, the big sticker here is that you want to climb while you're doing it. As you're getting to that point, and especially if you only have one account you're going to drop rank more than likely. More well, than that's what I was going to say. Uh, the best thing you can do is create a new account, learn how to play the DPS heroes you want to play while leveling it up, and then get placed, and that's where you're going to start your climb as DPS. Uh, you stole that'll it from me, dude. In a, oh, <laughs> get out of my head. Uh, that'll put you in a better uh, you know, skill tier so you're not getting you know, shit on or anything like that. You'll be against people that you're a skill, and then you can learn the characters and climb as such 
Yeah. And yeah. I actually kind of got in a similar situation to what you're describing. Um, on my alternate account, on my second alternate account, I played a whole shit ton of Genji because I've never fucking touched a character. And uh, I started having a lot of fun with them pretty quick and was pretty effective with them at um, playing with people that I normally play with. So I played a few games with them on my main account and it wasn't half bad. I don't think I'm playing them at, at the level that I normally play other characters at, but I don't think it would take a whole shit ton of practice. So you may not be as bad as you think uh, with DPS or especially a particular hero. Um, and especially with Sombra, there's a lot of uh, a lot of specific ways to play Sombra. So you should definitely do your research on how to play the character before you just jump in. Uh, and if you do that, if you don't want to buy a second account, if you do that, um, maybe hook up with a couple of friends that are higher level than you that know the character. Not much higher because a lot of the times GM strats don't apply to low gold. But like say you know somebody in like mid gold or like platinum or something like that that can help you learn a character that you want to learn. Uh, hook up with them, get them to teach you the ropes, things like that, and you'll be fine, I think. Right. Yeah, the things like the sticking point is like climbing and learning aren't necessarily conducive to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, for example, yeah. let's take uh, so I uh, on on one of my accounts, I uh, took it from like uh, let's say mid plat to diamond, playing Anna only, but before I got to that point, I played Anna on my practice account, which tanked it. It tanked my practice account while I was learning how to play Anna, right? And that was me learning a lot of lessons, learning how to position properly, uh, learning when I should sleep, learning when I should ante, when I should nano, you know, keeping myself alive against, you know, the predators, <laughs> you know, that they hunt the healers, you know, stuff like that. And once I felt comfortable, like once I was winning more on that account than losing, you know, that's when I switched over to one of my other accounts and I and I just started playing it for real at a higher at a higher rank and uh, pushed it in the diamond. Um, but yeah, I just don't think climbing and learning to play a new role is really is real is really conducive. Uh, if you're looking to climb more than you're looking to learn, I gotta, you know, I gotta be honest. I'll, I'll probably stick with what you know and stick in that role. You know, if you if you can main or off heal, then main or off heal. If you can main or off tank, then main or off tank, and just be you know proficient at those characters. You know, the the better the more you specialize, the better you're gonna be, right? If you actually only played one character, you're gonna be pretty dope at that character, but that really limits you. If you can specialize in a role, you'd be you know much better off. Am I answering the question properly here? <laughs> Does that make yeah, sense? I think so. Yeah, I think we hit all the bases there. Okay. All right. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, because you're right. Like playing something in quick play is not the same as playing in comp. However, I will tell you this. Don't discount quick play all, all the way because quick play can at least help you with your mechanics and to a degree your positioning. It can. And in, in the the lower ranks like silver and low gold, usually those are the biggest problems. You know, those are the biggest problems. So don't discount quick play 
you know, all the way. All right. Even if everyone in quick play is just messing around, treat it as practice for you. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the same as playing basketball. You go out and shoot by yourself in the front yard. It's not always as much fun by yourself, but you're getting better. You know, treat quick play the same way. Uh, Just practice your skill set. Try to hit more shots, you know, track better, really focus on those kind of parts of your gameplay and you'll see yourself get better pretty quickly. Yep. All right. Let's move on to our next um, community question from Volpix says, not sure of this, where to post questions and whatnot, but kind of spinning off a lot of what you talked about in episode 150 about gold and lower teams are so unorganized. I'm, my, I'm, I'm assuming it says my, my biggest problem in the game is game sense, paying attention to kill feed, positions of enemies and teammates, etc. Thankfully, I have a couple friends that are way better at the game than me helping me out, but they are kind of stuck. But they are kind of stuck when it comes to teaching me that stuff that isn't as intuitive. Any advice on how to get better at this? I have been listening to this and other Overwatch podcasts for a while and have a lot of good information, but implementation of what of that info is my weak point. Thanks in advance. Uh, I'll get better. I, I'll take this one. Oh, Adderall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Everything you're right. describing is uh, a problem with like ADHD people like my, like myself. I have a huge problem with like watching kill feed and things like that. Um, I'm not saying literally take Adderall, but uh, if you spend some practice games and like if you have to keep a fucking notepad next to your PC or something like that. I've, I've done this before with some games like remember kill feed or you know remember to do xyz remember like your reload management things like that um if you make it a point to go into practice and make sure that you're doing those things and make it a point to like mid game or like every time you die look at your notepad like oh yeah i need to remember to do this uh and keep doing that it'll eventually become second nature uh, it took me months to intuitively just look at the kill feed uh, instead of like having to remember, oh, yeah, kill feed. That's a thing. So he didn't directly mention it. But one thing that will really help your game sense and really your understanding of the game um, is whether you're in chat with the rest of your team or not, just still do it as practice. When a major cooldown gets used, just say what it is and say it's down. So like hog no hook. Right. Um, Diva no matrix. Even if it's just for you, it'll train your mind to recognize those kind of cooldowns and you'll really start to see yourself playing around them a lot better because you're you're noticing when they're up and when they're down and when you can do things and they can't. So Right. Um I, I kinda have something that, that that ties into what dude just said. My number one piece of advice is to play with people who have better game sense than you. What you're doing. And I understand that they're not directly teaching you about game sense and what you should be looking for. But just being around that will get you used to hearing those calls. Right? Exactly. And like and that, that whole six stack mentality, uh, that's why we always say six stacking is the way to play it. Because if you have a six stack, and at least one or two or three people have habits that are good, like especially for callouts and things like that, then you quickly learn those habits and you learn that way to play. And I, that's that's what got me better at the game. So continue playing with people like that that are better than you, That especially if they have alternate accounts in, uh, at your level and just want to dick around and have fun and kill shit, you know. As long as they're doing the right things and you're picking up on it, then you're learning. 
Right. Yeah. It's like you'll get used to playing like that, and then it'll kind of feel weird when the callouts don't happen. Or what will kind of what will happen is that you know you get shattered, and you're like, wait, nobody said that Reinhardt was fishing for a shatter. <laughs> you know that Reinhardt should have a mm-hmm. shatter, like you know, because you're used to hearing those calls, and then it, it kind of becomes ingrained to you. This, the next thing is about callouts. Like, dude is right. You know, uh, making callouts like hog no hook, uh, hog no vape. You know, Reaper No Wraith, stuff like that, or Anna No, Anna no Sleep, uh, will train you to recognize certain facts of the game, which help with your game sense. But the thing that I know helped me the most, and this only had, it kind of had, I didn't do it on purpose. It happened because I was playing Zen, was shot calling. When you call shots, it just makes you more cognizant of everything that is happening. Right, you're looking for things to call out, you know, uh, uh, Discord on Roadhog, a Farah top left, you know, and then you can get into, you, then you start noticing different things about different characters. Like, okay, well, Reinhardt's fishing for a shatter. Uh, Hog has his ultimate, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think Shot Kong really helped me with my game sense. You know, helps you notice different things because the thing about being a shot caller is that most games don't have multiple shot callers, right? Once somebody starts speaking up and calling the shots, people just kind of listen to that. So the weight's kind of on you at that point. Uh, And you, you do get used to it. So, like I said, you don't have to have somebody directly teach you. It's kind of hard to teach game sense because what are you going to do? Like, I mean, the other alternative is what Kendra said, to write the stuff down and, uh, you know, that's that. Like, write, write it down and just look at you know, your little list and say, okay, well, what happened on the kill feed or how long has it been since Reinhardt shattered? You know, stuff like that, which is not a bad idea. So that might be a good idea to start, but that stuff needs to be kind of ingrained in your brain, right? Like if you see a Reinhardt acting funny, you know, then you know, okay, this Reinhardt's trying to draw a shatter. You know, he's trying to he's trying, he's trying to get a big shatter or something like that. So yeah, game sense isn't the easiest thing, but my number one recommendation is just keep playing with people who are making good calls and have good game sense because when you don't play with those people, it is just deathly obvious. That 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 is missing, you know. So hopefully that helped. Hopefully that helped. Um, but yeah, that is that is it for our community questions, and we're gonna you know start wrapping up here. I was not able to get the community episode out last week. I should have it out this week. I apologize, everybody, for not getting that out. It's just been it's been some busy times behind the scenes, guys. I'm I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's, it's it's been some busy times. So, uh, for those who don't know, uh, I don't just run this show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I uh, every I run I I, I I I deal with every show on our podcast network. Uh, I own the podcast network, so I have a lot of work to do on the back end, okay? Yeah. Uh, just for the, those who are unsure of that. So, <laughs> Speaking of which, we actually, had, we actually had one of our like long, most long-time watchers. Like, I, I guess I could say well, this is Refuse, the guy that runs our watchers tournament. Like, The guy knows all of us, and he plays with us on a regular basis, and he didn't know that Mash Those Buttons was not only owned by Ja, but owns like eight, eight podcasts. <laughs> Eight podcasts, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, run runs the whole like show and everything. Like he had no idea. He thought WPR was just like eh, the thing. 
<laughs> no, no. Every every podcast that gets published on this network goes through me. <laughs> like every last one. I, I listen to uh hundreds of hours <laughs> of podcasts, <laughs> thousands maybe in a year. So yeah. yeah. No, nobody listens to more podcasts than podcasters, and that's not my choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So yeah, I'm not just slacking guys. There's um there's, there's, there's just a lot of stuff happening in the back end, and I think you'll see some of the fruits of those labors soon. But uh, yeah, community episode. I'm really trying to get it out this week, and I want to thank everybody for their patience, especially the uh, you know those who were on the community episode. Really do appreciate that. Um, and now that I said that, we are looking for people to do more community episodes. So if you uh, if you have an idea, or if you have something you want to talk about, you know. Feel free to come on to the show and do a community episode. You don't have to have excellent equipment or anything like that. Uh, you know, if you have equipment questions, you know, we can kind of probably get that worked out more than likely. All right. So, yeah, just definitely. Uh, yeah, we're looking for people who would like to, you know, come in and talk some community stuff with us. All right. Ranked roles are in Discord. You know, I've been bringing it up, but, you know, you just hop into the PC LFG, no matter what console, no matter what platform you're on. The PC LFG has the instructions to use the ranked roles and you can, you know, you can, you know, assign yourself a ranked role as long as you have, you have to have at least the community member status in the Discord. So if you don't have that, just shoot me a message and we can get you set up and then you can uh, join others in their games. Uh, community events. I don't think there's any PS4 game nights coming up, and the next Xbox game night is going to be April 5th. So, um, yeah, definitely want to look out for that. We'll, we'll announce it again that week. Well, actually, next week and that week, so you'll know about it, all right? And I, do, I don't have the schedule for the Watchers tournament this week, but uh, they're definitely playing. We'll see. Hold on. Let me they're probably streaming every night because there's no Overwatch League till Saturday. That is true. So oh, you could just so head would, over. Go ahead. Yeah, I, they usually start games at either seven or eight o'clock Eastern. Yeah. So uh, just pop into their stream around seven or eight. You'll definitely see some games. And that's twitter.com slash the watchers OW, I believe. And yeah. um, also their discord. You can hop in their discord and keep up to date. All right. And with that, normally we do live stream on Tuesdays. We usually try to start between 9 and 10 p.m. Eastern. That did not happen this week or last week. So we're going to try to get back on track next week. All right. And um, we want to hear your Overwatch stories. We're going to get into our contact info in a little bit. And if you're on console, we do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. Uh, They are moderated by Mellow Yeti for the Xbox and Death Squad OG for the PS4. So uh, those guys, they stay pretty active in their console communities. Actually, the PS4 console community is very active. I was having this conversation with somebody. It's, it's actually pretty active. Those guys get, get together and play a lot. The Xbox community is is kind of active, or at least if they're, at, if they're active, they're not really talking in the Discord too much. But I think it's because a lot of Xbox players become PC players. I don't know what the deal is with that. Xbox and PC, they just go together, man. A lot of the Xbox players become PC players, so and then it's kind of, I gotta be honest, it's kind of hard to go back once you're once you're over. It really is. It's a, it's tough. I'm surprised Mel Yeti still plays Xbox. He must really enjoy it. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, those clubs are there. Like I said, we also love to have you on our Discord. Discord.me/slash/mash those buttons, and it doesn't matter what platform you play on. 
you can join us there. Always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, which is a, a Facebook group dedicated to Overwatch. So you want, whether you want to keep up with uh, Overwatch news or memes or just find people to play with, that's a great place to go with great admins. All right. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you guys will give us your social media info. Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter, YouTube, and now the Origin app for Apex Legends at Nerf Kinder Please. That's PLS. Uh, guys, feel free to add me on there. I need more Apex dudes. Uh, and we may, I may have something else in the works soon with Apex as well. Uh, dude, you want to give yours out? Yeah, um, you can catch me on Twitter at the dude abides underscore B. Um, similar to Kinder, you can find me playing a lot of Division right now. So. Um, DM me and we can uh, go raid some Dark Zone together. That's exactly like that. what our Overwatch fans want to hear. Like, yeah, yeah we're having, we're going to do yeah. something with Apex, and yeah, we're playing a lot of Division right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're still talking and playing Overwatch, but you mm. know, there's other things too. I'm sure. Anyway, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Church of Ja. When I do stream, I stream on this channel, which is Twitch.tv/slash mash those buttons i think to make up for this you know not being able to stream this week uh the show i'm gonna try to get another stream in with just maybe us playing overwatch maybe getting a six stack together or something like that I just don't know when that's the problem uh, saturday saturday i maybe. think um well well tom is the overwatch league stuff oh shit yeah exactly that's what i'm talking about i was joking earlier i actually do know there's something big going on this saturday yeah. um, that's that's kind of the problem like my schedule is like just so jam-packed uh so i'll see what i can do though uh i encourage you guys to reach out to us uh, with uh, comments and questions and our email address is wpr at mashlessbuttons.com you can also reach us on twitter or on discord those are the methods that i would recommend uh, reaching out to us on um, actually I just remember somebody sent us a message on SoundCloud and I forgot to reply back to him because I'm so not used to getting messages on SoundCloud except from bots so uh, <laughs> yeah like I said the, the, the recommended methods to contact us are e like email, discord, twitter, stuff like that okay uh, if you enjoy the show you want to help us out the best way to help us out is to share the show with others and to rate and review this show on your podcast platform of choice if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a patron, which is at patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You can also buy merch from the Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons. And you can also become a Twitch subscriber, which is at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And we really do appreciate everybody who helps support the show. Uh, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done for the week. We'll catch you next week, hopefully at our normal bat time, normal bat channel. Catch you guys later. Later. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, 
and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.